BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. In this episode, we're going to talk about Game 1 of the ALDS between the Astros and the Mariners. Let me bring them on, Tom, and the first thing I want to say to you, buddy, is the game of the year. They wait till the first playoff game. Is that the game (laughs) of the year or not? Good morning, Rob. And because it is postseason baseball, we have to tighten up our allegiances a little bit more. So good morning to the fans of the Houston Astros only. Uh, we 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 love all our other fans, but it's it's postseason baseball. We got we gotta lock it up. And I don't know if it's the game of the year, but it's gonna be hard to argue with it. Like there, there's been some walk-offs, there's been some great games, but I mean, man, what a game. In the last episode, when I did the solo one, I talked about the uh, the awards that the baseball writers in Houston gave out, and they named Jordan the Player of the Year, and we didn't give him anything. And he showed. He, I was like, "Hey, they were right. They were. They know what they're talking about, and we don't apparently." But if you didn't know, folks, if you've been under a rock, or you don't have internet or TV, Jordan Alvarez walked it off. And one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. 
the Astros have had some very exciting moments. I, I mean, I don't, you can't forget about, you know, that game where they scored a million runs with the Dodgers going back and forth. But anyway, JV, the automatic win guy, <laughs> what happened? He didn't look good at all. I mean, there's something to be said about the the layoff. I think, I think if you look, there was a lot of postseason pitchers that struggled. A lot of aces struggled uh, to start the postseason because I think they're just off, just off a day or two. You know, just everything just seemed just a little off. Command was a little off. JV was in the zone a little bit more than we're accustomed to seeing. I think he got squeezed a little bit. And I think some of these other pitchers, whether it was uh, Scherzer or or some of these other aces that you know you're accustomed to seeing them pitch well, it, it, they were just off just a touch. So the Phillies had the first game, and they beat Atlanta seven to six. And I think Atlanta scored like the last three runs, if I'm not mistaken. And then when the Mariners were beating us, I was thinking that's the rust. You know, I don't know how you felt, and I don't know if it's in my notes here, but I, I was kind of thinking, all right, you know what? We're rusty. The ru- You know, it, do we want to be healthy or rusty? We both chose healthy. It looks like rusty came back to get us, and I didn't think we were going to win. Not that I give up, but I'm like, I, I don't think this is our day. <laughs> JV gives up like six runs. It's like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to happen. And then the what happened with the Phillies, I'm like, We'll still win the series. I'm not worried about that. But, you know, I, that's what I'm thinking about, the rust. I mean, so with the with the, with the the Phillies game, I mean, there's something to be said for momentum. You know, guys coming in, you see it in every sport. The hot team is normally a team that, you know, they have that uh, we can't we can't lose, never say die mentality. You know, they've went through some of the battles that, that the teams that have not had to play them, you know, Wildcard teams are, are are some of the most dangerous teams because they have so much belief in what they're capable to do because they had to they basically were in playoff mode for however long they were in playoff mode. Seattle has been playing playoff baseball for probably a month, you know, because that's what they had to do to get into the playoffs. So that was a team that was that was swinging hot bats. You know, they had that amazing game with Toronto, and and for me. It's I I don't think that the Astros were necessarily super rusty as as more as they just they just weren't they were running into a team that was just white hot and yeah. you know when you look at the pitching matchups Drew Gilbert is somebody that had pitched paced faced us and pitched very well so it was going to be a tough game regardless and JV needed to be sharp he wasn't so it was a lot more stressful than it needed to be. Uh, I, I definitely hate, you know, and, and and I don't tell anybody how to fan, but I definitely hate the guys that are already packing it in in like the sixth inning, the seventh inning. All right, see you tomorrow. We lost, you know, and and those are the same ones that will be the first ones to go, hell yeah, we won. And it's like, buddy, you can't be on both sides of the fence. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the game right now, and we can kind of talk about at the time, how are you feeling? So let's start with this. Justin Verlander starts. We know this. Top of the first. Rally gets an RBI single. We're down one to zero. Top of the second. Julio Rodriguez. Two run double. Three to zero. Ty France RBI single. Four to nothing. The Astros are down four to zero. After two innings. I'm not. At this point. I'm not worried yet. 
because it's so early. Right, right, right. Uh, I was more concerned with with JV because I felt like the 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 pitch to uh, Julio Rodriguez two strike count. He just caught way too much of the plate. You know, it was very uncharacteristic of Justin Verlander. Uh, he could have buried a pitch. He could have buried his curveball or whatever. You know, he threw a high fastball that didn't get high enough, and he just went the other way with it. So it was it was not a question of can the Astros score four runs because we all know they're very capable of scoring all the runs in the world. It was more or less, all right, What where's, where's Seattle going to stop because they just came off of a game where they won, it was, was 10-9 against Toronto. So they, they've been putting up uh, runs in bunches. Bottom of the third, Jordan got us on the board with a two-run double. Brought in Chaz, now two, they four to two, feeling better. Then you go to the fourth inning, and Crawford gets a solo home run. Ty France and RBI double, six to two. And then this, I'm thinking that he left JV in too long. He wasn't, he wasn't having a good day. And you have to throw this in. They made it six to two, and then Ty France got thrown out at home to end the rally by Jordan Alvarez. If he wouldn't have ran, they might have still been hitting. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say with the with the left uh, Justin in too long, it's it's so tough because he's that's just your, that's that's your Cy Young Award winner who's you know who's so capable, and then you look at you look at his pitch count, you look at stuff like that. Yeah, it was a little elevated. But I mean, you still gotta you still gotta win eleven games in the postseason. So you kind of needed him to get his work for for whatever reason to find it to not tax your bullpen because who knows how long the series could go, especially at that point where you're thinking, man, they may go now for maybe five games. So I understand, like, okay, we we still want to win this game, you know, got to get somebody else in there. But at the same time, who are you bringing out of the bullpen that you know? on paper is better than Justin Verlander. I get it at the point at the time, maybe not, but yeah, he didn't look good at all, but there was the, there was a stretch. Uh, I want to say it was the third inning where he had like back-to-back K's where some of those pitches were like really crisp. And then it was like, okay, that's, that's the Cy Young award winner right there. Yeah. So, he didn't give up runs in the third inning. So I, I thought he, I thought he was going to be okay after that. But then you go, you go to the bottom of the fourth and my boy, Yuli Gurriel. With a home run, makes it six to three. It's the fourth inning. I'm still not worried at all. I think the Astros can come back. JV's day is over. Four innings, ten hits, ten hits, and four innings, six runs, only one walk. So it was like you, you know, three strikeouts. It was like you say, it was getting over the plate too much, getting hits. So I have here in my notes: Did Dusty leave JV in too long? And I think you already answered that. For me, I don't think so. For me, I think I think you know you you let you let Justin pitch his hundred pitches, however long that is. And what mean, happens you, happens. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. So after Yuli Gurriel made it six to three, there's no more scoring till the seventh when Christian Javier comes in and gives up a solo home run. I believe he came in and finished an inning for Abreu, which I have a question about that too. And then he gave up that solo home run, and it was seven to three. And that is when I had to go to work. <laughs> so I'm at work. I think I'm driving when Bregman hits the two run homer in the eighth and makes it seven to five. 
And then the bottom of the ninth, it was so crucial. So I, I believe we have one out, and then Altuve comes up. He hasn't done anything all day, and you're like, here it is. It's Altuve's moment, and he doesn't do anything. So you got two outs. I believe who was on uh, Jake Myers was Jake Myers was on base, and then Jeremy Pena comes up. Fastball strike, curveball or breaking pitch strike, and you're like, that's it. I don't. I didn't have confidence there that Pena was going to do anything, and he got a hit. I know Alvarez's hit was way bigger deal, but he couldn't have got it if if Pena wouldn't have got a hit there. So that was really really big. And I don't know how you felt, but I saw at the bottom it said meeting at the mound or mound meeting. And uh, and I was like, okay, okay, Alvarez is coming up. They're going to get a new pitcher in there. And I saw Robbie Ray. And I am not the smartest baseball mind in the world, but I promise you, I went, Robbie Ray? Why would they do that? And then Jordan takes him deep about two minutes later. So – to, just to kind of go back, um, the inning starts, and I believe it was Christian Vasquez. He gets up, he gets up uh, first, and he doesn't do anything. Hensley pinch hits for uh, Dubon, and has probably the best at bat that a rookie first postseason kid can ever have. Works, works. He gets hit by a pitch, but he worked a walk, and. Um, it's, it's so critical that he gets on base because now you need one more base runner, right? So when when Pena comes up and he gets to the two strikes, all the all the uh, TBS announcers wanted to talk about was the Mariners' ability to throw sliders. They throw the most sliders. Their bullpen throws nothing but sliders. And you kind of, I, I, watching the game, I felt like, all right, here comes the slider. And sure enough, that's exactly what he got. However, he stayed on it. They left over the plate. If anything, I felt like uh, Seawalt was the pitcher, the closer for the for the Mariners. He made a mistake because he should have buried the thing. You know, he threw it for a strike, and he didn't have to throw it for a strike. Much like JV in the in the first four innings, he was throwing pitches for strikes that he didn't have to throw for strikes, and 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 you know that's how they got to him. So Pena takes it right back up the middle. Beautiful piece of hitting which set the stage for Jordan and Robbie Ray had been warming for a while. Like everybody saw that if Jordan got to the plate, Robbie Ray was there for that. Granted, Robbie Ray is a Cy Young award winner. He's a starter, but apparently in the post game, uh, Scott service had talked about, he had talked to him like, Hey, if I need you for a big at bat, you know, if I need this, a left-handed reliever out of the pen, can I go to you? And they're like, Oh yeah. So it was premeditated. I think that, Jordan, it does not matter. He hits lefties or righties. Just, yeah. I mean, just the same. I feel like you, you know, as as a as a, if I was to put myself in their shoes, I get it. You know, you need a left-handed out. You got this. Is your best left-hander? Go to him. So, I'm glad that Jordan did what he did. Uh, it, yeah. it was it was amazing. He crushed it. <laughs> he did. Upper deck. Oh yeah. He crushed. What's funny is you see the videos. My favorite one is, I guess somebody was was uh, in the dugout, and they got that view. And the guys, I mean, Jordan hits it, and just 
as fast as he hits it, they're celebrating. Like they already know. They knew as soon as it left the bat that it was gone. He crushed it. So anyway, let me ask you this. So when they took Justin Verlander out, were you surprised that Abreu came in? That didn't seem like what they would do because they got seven starters. They kept seven starters on the roster. You'd think one of those guys would come in. So initially, yes. Initially, I was like, especially when I think they had, uh, I think they had Javier warming and then they stopped him or whatever. But then it sort of made sense because uh, as a starting pitcher, you have like this whole routine that's like so much longer, right? So they gave him like that extra time to go ahead and figure out what it is that he wanted to do. Uh, I was surprised it was a Brayu. I figured they would have saved him for maybe a more leverage situation. But um, seeing him come in, really, really effective. So I'm glad they went to him. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him now. Like, is he still going to be that guy? Does now he go into like a, you know, a spot where Stanek maybe comes in instead. So. Would you ever have dreamed that Abreu was going to be a high leverage guy in the playoffs for us? Absolutely not. He's, his <laughs> stuff, his stuff is that good. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. you just don't feel like he's going to throw enough strikes or at least from me. And I've said that probably ad nauseum all season long when he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's really bad. So and, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that about a lot of relievers, you know? Yeah. So An inning and two-thirds, one hit, no walks. Awesome. And then Hunter Brown. Loved it. We Loved didn't even, it. you know, you don't even know if this guy's going to make the roster. We said we were riot. He comes in and pitches awesome. Gives up a hit, but no runs. I'll take it. That was so huge for me because as, as, a, as an Astros fan, you know, through and through, Obviously, we want to see him win the chip, right? You want you want to see him win the World Series, but to further groom this kid who could be your guy going down, going going further on, to give him that playoff exposure, to get him out there, yeah, you 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 need him to post zeros, right? So you have a chance to come back in the game, but also just to get his feet wet. I think that was such a perfect spot to do it. So smart by Dusty is like, look, this is going to make him better, and and it was he was he dealt, so it was like even better. Montero pitched the ninth inning and gets the win. One inning, no hits and no runs. Jordan Alvarez, three for five with a home run. <laughs> I believe he had an R- two RBI double. Five RBIs, without a doubt, player of the game. Alex Bregman, one for three, two RBIs, a home run and a walk. Yuli Gurriel, three for four. Yuli Gurriel. Some- <laughs> People, somebody don't even want on the team. I don't know, but he showed up. He showed I, up at the end of the year, and he showed he showed up in game one. I mean, postseason Yuli is a thing. Like that guy is built for big moments. I tweeted it out. Postseason Yuli's here. Uh, the funny thing about Jordan is that in the pregame, uh, TBS. I watched the 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 TBS pregame or whatever, and you had all these guys, you know, talking about. Who's going to step up for the Astros? I don't believe the Mariners are going to pitch to Jordan. It needs to be Alex Bregman. It needs to be Alex Bregman. And and sure enough, Alex Bregman did his job, but they still pitched to Jordan. I was I was very surprised that they they you know when they had opportunities not to. So going back to the homer, you could have put Jordan on, and you could have sent Alex Bregman to the plate. The bases would have been loaded, but Jordan beat you anyway with one swing if you pitched to him. So yeah. I was really, I was really impressed that, you know, or for us anyway, that they pitched to Yardon Alvarez when they didn't have to. 
The trio of Alvarez, Bregman, and Yuli. Seven of the 11 Astros hits. Pena went one for five, had a huge single in the ninth. Altuve 0 for four. Mancini 0 for four. I'm not really worried about Altuve, but Mancini's been in a funk forever. But there's no other option. I don't know who else they put in there. Uh, I don't. I, I'm. I don't think they're going to take him out. I, I think that's their guy. That's their DH or their left fielder. Uh, but anyway, two for six, runner in the scoring position, seven runs on thirteen hits for Seattle, eight runs on eleven hits. So after this game, so you're watching the game, and Seattle has the mantra or the characteristics of a team that is 100% believing that this game is done. Can they recover from a loss like this? I think it's going to be incredibly hard. I, it's just, it's one thing to it's crushing. Be, exactly. It's one thing to beat a team doing that. It's another team. To, it's another thing to take the loss. Like they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to play sort of like, differently now i think in my mind it's gonna be like here we go again you know what i mean anytime the, the doubt will creep in so much easier now because of the way the astros came back so where you would normally have this little confidence you know a reserve about you where okay we can't be beat we're on top of the world now you know that that astros team can can get you so you're you're just not gonna play with that same edge that same you know in the back of your mind, it's always going to be there. Man, we had these guys on the mat, you know, four runs down twice and couldn't put them away. No matter how good we play, we just can't beat them. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you this. So game two starter is Framer Valdez against their ace, Castillo. Should be a good match on Thursday. But I'll tell you this, folks. I, I mentioned here that I, I got Fubo TV, got rid of DirecTV. I wake up to turn the game on. Fubo TV doesn't have TBS. So I get Hulu. I, I read that Hulu has TBS. So I get Hulu. But I but what is it was the eleventh and I and I just paid my Fubo bill on the eighth. So I, I'm I've already paid for the month. I guess they don't prorate it and give you your money back. And then I had to buy Hulu. So I'm paying for two things. And then I get to work and my boss says, oh, we have Sling TV. It's like 30 bucks. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. So anyway, that sucks. So I'm paying I'm paying for two things right now just to watch TV because I was thinking, okay, I got to buy something to watch the playoff games. Then I was thinking, well, why do, I, why do I need to keep the other one? I just got it for AT&T and there's no games on there. <laughs> so anyway, I looked this up, buddy. Framber pitched against Seattle twice. This season, I thought it would be more on the 24th of July and the 30th of July. He pitched six and two thirds innings, eight hits, three runs, and a walk, eight strikeouts, seven innings, five hits, three runs, a walk, and seven strikeouts. One on the road, one at home. Pretty much the same stats, almost. But I think if he goes in there and pitches seven innings and gives up three runs, I think we got it. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Castillo is a great pitcher. I was a huge fan of his when he was in Cincinnati. I mean, I'll still be a huge fan of his when the series is over. <laughs> uh, I think he's got great stuff. He's, he's going to be very good for a long time. They were smart to lock him up the way they did. So he's definitely an ace. I think he's he's going to be on a little bit of short rest. I think he's going to be like uh, on four days instead of five. 
So that may factor uh, if the Astros can like just be patient, you know, work counts, keep it, you know, the first inning of this game uh, yesterday, I was so frustrated because you had a kid whose first postseason start really young and they were done in the first inning in, in like six pitches. It's like you got, I mean, I understand the Astros are known to be aggressive, but I would have liked to have seen them be like, okay, now nah, we're, we're going to work some counts. We're going to, we're going to make this guy force him to throw three strikes. And um, I think with Castillo, if you can do that, if you can, if you can string him out, this bullpen has been worked, you know, like they had all those, all those bullpen arms that had to go in that Toronto game. Now all the bullpen arms that had to go in yesterday's game, you get into their bullpen, you're going to have a really good chance to to catch somebody with a, you know, less than fresh, I should say. So let's look at the other games in the ALDS. The Phillies, I said it earlier, they beat Atlanta seven to six. The Dodgers beat San Diego five to three. And the Yankees beat Cleveland four to one. I thought Cleveland had a chance against the Yankees. I kind of am unsure about that. The Yankees have a lot of injuries. They have a lot of bullpen injuries, and then Chapman's not on the team. I, I still think Atlanta's going to get it, but do you have any predictions there for the rest of these matchups? So I think I think Cleveland is going to make a series out of it. I don't know that they have the – they're the youngest team in baseball. So I don't know that they have the the veteran leadership to get it done. The Yankees bullpen is is something that is really really crazy to me because now that you look at them and their 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 bullpen just seems like it's so shaky. Uh, Clay Holmes has struggled. Uh, they've got Loizaga who's been pretty solid, but Zach Efros was their like their their big uh, free agent acquire. And he was really, really good. Now he's down with Tommy John. So, and then Chapman, he's got some stuff going on with him where I, they didn't know if they were going to bring him on the roster. And and he was like, well, if I'm not going to be on the roster, I'm not going to show up to work out or something like that. They designated him for assignment. I think he might be like done as a Yankee. So that's, that's, I think that's going to be what's going to make that series interesting. It, uh, Cleveland has tons of pitching. So they sent their what third starter in, I think Chad yeah. Quantrill. Yeah. Against so, Garrett Cole. Right. And, and for six innings, it was one, one. So if Shane Bieber comes in there and pitches and Tristan McKenzie comes in there and pitches, they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to, to be in these games because they're starting pitching so good. And uh, I love Jose Ramirez. J Ram is amazing. I think he's going to put together one of these games to to make it a series. I just don't know if they can win. The uh, on the NL side, uh, the Dodgers they just the Dodgers Padres series looks a lot like the Astros Mariners series. They just own them. They have their number, so I can't see the Dodgers losing that. That Phillies Atlanta series, though, boy, oh boy, that's like you talked about. That was the fear, right? You didn't want to you didn't want to get the snowball to start rolling and make it really big. And the Phillies have already got that thing rolling like crazy because they didn't send any of their top pitchers up because they had to win a wild card. So they won with a guy named Ranger Suarez, I believe his name is. <laughs> and you didn't get Aaron Nola. So it's it's going to be really tough for Atlanta now, now that they've basically given home field advantage to the Phillies 
So, I mean, I think Atlanta still has the 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 horses to do it. It's just going to be that might be a five game series now. When before you thought, okay, maybe they could sweep them. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was thinking about it as a five game series. I wish I had the stats, but I would assume winning game one is is pretty big. But tonight. The Astros are off, so you guys have plenty of time to listen to this and share it with a friend of yours. Then we'll double our numbers. There you go. Share it with a friend. <laughs> so Wednesday, today, Philly and Atlanta play at 335, and San Diego and L.A. play at 737. I saw a video of the Dodger fans. They win, and they still fight each other. <laughs> I think they uh, they like to – you know, lubricate themselves is the way I like to put it, you know, True. put, put, put in all the uh, alcoholic beverages and, and it doesn't take much with those guys. You, you see them, you see them boxing all the time. A stat that I wanted to point out real quick, the Astros had not, not lost a game one since 2001, since they were in the NL. So they had that streak that that was on the line that they came back and preserved. Uh, I, I really feel like this series now goes from being, very long to potentially very short because now you got Framber and then you got uh, Lance right behind him. And I just don't know that the Seattle is just going to have the arms, you know, uh, Luis Castillo is great. I, I think he's going to be great. I think I'm, I'm going to be at the game tomorrow. So it's probably going to be a low scoring affair. I, I, I hope I'm not bad luck. I may never attend another playoff game again if they lose. So let's, let's, let's get this dub and uh, win the series. You're going to drink a margarita. At least one, uh, depending on how the game goes, maybe two. Maybe two. All right. You ready to do some fair or foul, buddy? Let's do it. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, these may not be the greatest ones. And the first one is, there was a chance that we were going to bring this up. I tried not to. You didn't bring it up. We are talking about pitchers. But number one, fair or foul? You believe that Phil Maton punched a locker because of his performance. That last game, he gave up a run or a hit to his brother, and he was smiling. He thought it was funny. It was a meaningless game. And then they said because of his performance, he punched the locker, so he was off the roster. I think maybe the guy got left off the roster and punched the wall because he wasn't, he wasn't distraught after that. He seemed okay. So I don't believe that story. So fair or foul, you believe that story. I say foul. I don't believe it. I think it's 100% foul. And the funny thing was, is I didn't think about any of that until it was tweeted out later. Somebody tweeted it out exactly what you just said. And I was like, 
Oh, that, that sounds, that sounds so much more like, because that start didn't matter. Why would you do it? I was so angry because I expected Phil Maton to be on the roster. And I know he struggled, but playoff Phil Maton is a thing, right? You're much like postseason Yuli is a thing. He's a different animal. He's just like more hyper-focused and, and pitches, you know, so much better. At least he did in the last postseason. So for him to punch a locker because his little brother got a hit and, you know, maybe had a couple of runners on base, like the Astros still won that game. So I, I just, I couldn't, I it's was hard trying to, to believe. Put, yeah. Yeah. It didn't make sense. And then somebody tweeted out, I bet you he punched that locker because he was being left out the postseason roster. And I was like, Oh my God, that's it. Cause they Cause, interviewed him after the game. He wasn't upset. And then they interviewed him to, uh, yesterday before the game. Yeah. With his cast. And, yeah, and he seemed pretty chill too. And I was just like, you know, this doesn't. Do you make think sense. that's the reason uh, Hunter Brown's on? Like, I, his, it is his injury get Hunter Brown on, or does Hunter Brown getting on the roster cause him to punch the wall? I don't know. Like, they carried twelve pitchers and fourteen uh, position players, so I don't think it was Hunter Brown. I think it was like David Hensley. I think I he's the guy. I, I told you David Hensley would be on the roster. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And Dubon's I, they, on there, isn't he? Yeah. And I <laughs> I think it's horrible. Like they kept Dubon and they kept uh I'm struggling with the name right now. I guess they got Myers. They kept yeah. Myers. I guess they got less pitchers because they got a seven starters on there that can go long mm-hmm. distance. All right, number two, the Astros Seattle series, fair or foul. We'll go five games. Foul. I also fa- say foul. I predicted four. I thought maybe they're going to squeak one out, maybe with Castillo. Probably is their best hope. It's just hard to beat somebody three times in a row. And, uh, yeah, I say foul. I don't think – I think I think it'll go four. I think they sweep them. I mean, today's – or yesterday's game – has such an impact and it's I just different think, now right it's yep. different my prediction was four but now it's like can they recover yep. from it we'll find out tomorrow number three the restaurant bill miller familiar with that absolutely love him fair or foul you say bill miller's <laughs> it's bill miller i said i've always said bill miller's and i will never stop saying bill millers <laughs> i add the s to it i think that's a san antonio thing it's like it's it, the, the 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 biggest comparison i can make is the whataburger and whataburger you know people people say that all the time i say whataburger yeah but that it, have you seen the way it's spelled there's no e no i don't say whataburger but that's how it's spelled i know but i don't say that i say whataburger well bill millers is the same way <laughs> <laughs> bill miller it just sound, doesn't sound right. <laughs> if you say Bill Miller barbecue, maybe, but it doesn't make sense not to have an S. <laughs> so what do you say? Do you say it or you're not San Antonio guy? I mean, no, I mean, I was for seven years and, and it's, it's with an S, but, but it's, but I understand, <laughs> but I understand it's, that it's I'm wrong. I, I understand that I'm wrong. You know, it's, it's the, I can't argue that one. Like I, I don't argue the, I don't correct people when they say Whataburger when it's Whataburger. What about New Braunfels? Oh, that's another one. I, I I'm bad oh, about that dude. one too. I lived I in New Braunfels. I lived in New Braunfels for six years, and my parents would say New Braunfels, and it would drive me nuts. <laughs> it would drive me crazy. 
All right, number four. I thought of this at work. So I had one coming into the show. Fair foul, you like to put your candy bars in the refrigerator. Ooh. Especially Reese's peanut butter cups. They're better in the refrigerator. I don't I don't know if I would put a Snicker bar in there because it would be a little too hard, but I don't exactly. eat peanuts. So I don't know. I love them. Any and like cupcakes, anything chocolate. I, I love it in the <laughs> it's it just makes them better, dude. I think it all depends on if there's anything that that that's hard because like it's gonna make it harder. <laughs> it's gonna make it tough to eat. You're gonna be gnawing <laughs> on it. That's what I'm saying. You can't put a Snicker bar in there. You wouldn't be able to bite it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the one, the one that I'll probably say that I put in the fridge that I like, Kit Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Yeah. Three Musketeer is a good one. Kit Kat's a good one. But you're right. It can't be hard. <laughs> All right. Do you know how to spot a nudist? Co- uh, <laughs> do you know how to spot a blind man in a nudist colony? I do not. It wouldn't be hard. <laughs> I got that joke right there. That's a dad joke right there. All right. So number, I'm a dad. So number five, I, I thought of this the other day, and I never really thought about it as a fair or foul, but it's a pet peeve of mine. And I don't know if you do it. I kind of doubt you do it. But I'll be walking and I hear jingle, 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 jingle. And it's some guy with their with their keys on their belt loop. <laughs> put your keys in your pocket so fair or foul keys on the belt loop. i mean i feel like the only people that should wear their keys on a belt loop is like a janitor because they've got <laughs> 875 keys so i put them in my pocket now i they don't stay there like i'm, I'm i really hate them in my pocket too like once i get to work everything comes out of my pocket and it goes on my desk you know my, like my I can't keys go in my them. bag i don't carry my keys around all day yeah, yeah. So I hate that. So I understand why they don't have them in their pocket because they stab you in the leg and they're just uncomfortable. Like I get why they they hook them, but it would never be me. It's just the look I'm not okay with. So it's kind of like the the phone holster too, right? Yeah. My phone goes in my pocket, but the guys the the, the old guys that have the holster where it's like the I'll never be that old. <laughs> I can't do that either. I I saw some kids with the. Uh... What is it? The big lanyard hanging out of your pocket? I guess they still do that. Not everybody, yeah. but I think that's fading out. But to me, it's like when I'm driving and there's like a little bit of a rattle, like if my wife doesn't untwist the seatbelt and it rat this the metal part hits the wall, any little thing drives me crazy. So <laughs> there's no way I could ever walk with my keys banging against my my leg. That would drive me crazy. So anyway, buddy. We got a little time left for a uh, final thought from Tom. Welcome back. Um, so final thought, amazing win. It's it's it can't be stated enough. Yuli Lapina, amazing. Um, he is definitely on a mission. It seemed like he had like I think the five days did him so good. It was one of those one of those things where you saw him and his bats were just so much better. And I'm here for it. I, I hope, you know, if in fact, you know, the rumors are true and this is his last ride, I hope he balls out. And, you know, we're talking about this being, you know, the postseason of Yuli, that kind of deal. Obviously, it's going to be tough with Jordan doing what Jordan does, but I, I can't be understated what he did yesterday because it was awesome. I feel like he got him started. He got the first hit of the game and it was like, okay, everybody relax, broke the seal, and it just went from there. And for this team, you know, they feed, they look for things to feed off of. 
And if Yuli's going to be that guy, he even put, he even tweeted, he tweeted that his son Jordan, you know, won the game or whatever, which was so rare for me because I don't, I don't necessarily see him tweet a lot. So I thought that was awesome. So shout out to Yuli. I, I hope this is his postseason. One of my favorite players. I think we all know that. We do. So how cool will it be if, if it is his last year to have a great playoffs? That'd be nice It'd to be just perfect. hang it up. Because I remember if you go back to the preseason, he, he he had lost all the weight and got in shape and he was supposed to be really good and he turned out to be maybe worse than he was last year. But we've said this all along, all that matters because the Astros, with him doing bad, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're that talented. And as long as he shows up for that, it's all good. Well, anyway, folks, it's about that time for us to head out. And I think Tom's got to go to work and I got to go to sleep. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. We will cover the next game as well. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.